It's the shop on the Daily Shuffle. And now, here's Chip Souza. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is a Thursday afternoon, and we are rolling in with the shop, and we have a chair open for you if you want to jump in. We are sports writers with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we have been hammering away on our football section copy uh, for the last couple of days, but we finally got that off of our plate. It's been sent to the printer, and it will be in your Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette next Thursday, August 22nd. Be sure and look for that. Prep Rally Football Magazine. Joined today by Henry Apple and Paul Boyd. They're both wearing red, one representing the Cardinals, one representing A-State. We'll let you figure out who's wearing what. So we've got a guest right off the bat. We have got Jody Grant, the football coach at Bentonville High, the Tigers, the black and gold Tigers, which are near and dear to me because I grew up a black and gold Tiger down in Texas. So I even wear that Tiger there on my shoulder as, as my one and only tat. So, Coach Grant, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you having me. I can tell you right now, Henry Apple's the one wearing a Cardinals shirt. <laughs> you got that right, Coach. I don't, I don't think he's got any other thing in his wardrobe but that Cardinal red. Maybe a little uh, New Orleans Saints black and gold. There you he, go, he yeah, got, yeah. He got some of that. So, Coach, uh, I know it's been nice and cool the last couple of days, and, and uh, you guys are, are wanting that more uh, more hotter weather, right? Well, we do need to get our kids out in the heat. You know, we our first game's at 3 o'clock on a Saturday, uh, and I'm sure it's not going to be 70 degrees at that point, so we need to get them out in the heat and get used to it because it's going to be hot, and we want our kids to be used to that. So, you know, we've, we've tried to be intentional about getting them in the heat on certain days that we've had mapped out, and then sometimes on those days it, it's in, it's been cool. So, yeah, we're hoping to get them out in the heat as much as we can over the next few days and, and just get them used to it. I was talking with Coach Jeff Williams a little earlier today over at Fort Smith Southside, and he was talking about the heat down there, which it's a little warmer, you know, down the River Valley than it is up here on most days. And he said, you know, kids just aren't uh, acclimated to that heat anymore. He said, you know, they stay they're either in the pool or in the house or whatever, and the only time they're outside, and I'm, I'm not talking all kids, but I'm talking a lot of them, um, the only time they're outside is when they come out to football practice, and it's really hard to get conditioned when that's when that's the case, isn't it, Coach? It is. I don't. I, I agree with him, and, and that's what we talk to our kids about. I was like, you know, they want to complain about how hot it is, but the truth is, is your body just has to overcome that and get used to that. It's to me, it's kind of a mental thing. I mean, obviously, it's hot, and you have to take care of yourself, but your body can operate in these conditions. It's happened for many, many years before us, so uh, we just try to train them to to get over that mental hump and compete and do things. Obviously, you have to be smart about it um, and, and make sure they're properly hydrated, and that's a big part of, of handling the heat and making sure they understand the hydration and, and, and the values that, that that brings to your body. Coach, I was thinking about this the other day, and I, back when I played. Now, I didn't play in the leather helmet days. We were a little more advanced in that. We were at least, you know, wearing the regular, you know, helmet with a with with the with the face mask. So, you know, but back in the seventies and eighties when I played, uh, after you got done with your, and of course it was two a days in, and that that's not really mm-hmm. the case anymore. A lot of teams don't do that anymore. Um, it's two a days in, and but but uh, when we got done with practice. Our coach stood at the at the door of the field house with a bucket of salt tablets, those little yellow salt tablets. Everybody had to take out three or four and 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 take them. And the coach said, "You don't leave the the door until I know you swallowed them." You know, and I think you know after a few kids died <laughs> from those, <laughs> I think I think they quit using those. Uh, yeah. Hey, Jody. Uh, of course, practice going on. Uh, for the most part, you went to mornings. Uh, this week, school now starting. You're going to the afternoon sessions. Uh, how have the kids made the transition so far? Yeah, they've done well. I mean, you know, I, 
I've been coaching for 21 years, and and in, in, in all my years, I've never had a really uh, great first day of school practice. I think a lot of coaches would probably say the same. There's all you know, that's just a a day where they're in the classroom and they're just the newness of everything that's going on and getting away from their summer schedule. Um, but so what we do on our first day practice is we get out there in the heat and introduce some kicking game and condition them and do some weights and stuff like that, uh, just to kind of get them get them accustomed to that schedule. And then back at it yesterday, the normal a normal routine, getting them out in the, in, and practice was really good yesterday. I thought we did some good things, and then uh, looking forward to doing the same today. So it's it's been good to get them get them out. We're hitting the field on a pretty regular basis around three uh, thirty, where it's good and hot. And uh, you know, yesterday the the wet ball breeding was at a point where we decided to go from full pads to half shell just to kind of help them out a little bit. Um, so I mean, it was the humidity was good. It was good heat. Uh, it was good for our kids to get out there and get be a part of that. Coach, I know you guys are going over to Tulsa Union like you always do um, next Thursday for a scrimmage. You and Harbor will go over there, um, and then you open the season um, on Saturday, the uh, August the thirty first, uh, at home against uh, Midwest City. Um, talk about those. You know, that's that's two pretty you know big uh, programs that you guys will, will will be seeing. You know, right off the bat. Yeah, we we have uh, gone over to Union for that their scrimmage for for a long time i mean any any school that's over there and there's there's several different schools over there and some of the big time programs out of the state of oklahoma uh class large class 6a uh it is a good test to kind of give you an idea where you're at i usually have a pretty good idea uh of how we'll be as a team uh really after that scrimmage i mean you know you obviously there's some things that play out throughout the year but you have a general idea because of what you're seeing, because you know the quality of competition and coaching that you're going to see from those programs. So um, we'll get a taste of that, and then uh, pull up play. You know, just the next week on that on that Saturday, we have a very athletic, fast, uh, well coached Midwest City unit coming back in here that uh, we played last year, and uh, truthfully, we um, we had them on the ropes, and they came back and got us. So it's, it's kind of been something that's been burning us for a year now so we're looking forward to that opportunity to play those guys again and uh, i love that our non-conference is once again a very tough schedule with um with a lot of athleticism i think it prepares us for the tough seven-day west so for the people who haven't seen the schedule yet uh bentonville will be hosting a double header on that saturday bentonville will take on midwest city oklahoma in that first game at three o'clock and then after that game, North Little Rock will take on Booker T. Washington. Uh, they have several D1 prospects on in, in that game, maybe a lot of them in that game as well. So, you know, uh, fans of high school football, Jody, you guys are putting on a really good, you know, couple of games there to start the season. Yeah, our goal and our vision for this when we started a year ago was, was you know, having two premier programs in the state play two premier programs from another state. And we started with Oklahoma schools and – yeah, there's athletes all over the field. It's a great just for a general football fan on a Saturday afternoon that wants to come watch some good quality high school football. You're going to get to see four teams with phenomenal talent all over the field, and uh, it's good football. It's a good. It's a, it was a it's a good way of just kind of kicking off the high school season. Leading into that, Jody, I, I you know I don't want to single out a lot of kids here, but I saw Preston Crawford came in for uh, to get his his uh, portrait done for a thing that we did in our football section. Looks like he's put on about 10, 10 to 12 really good pounds in the last year. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a different frame. He, he has He's put on about about 12 to 14 pounds of some nice muscle. He carries it really well. He's faster than he was last year. He's stronger. His vision has always been good, but 
You know, it's not when you add the, you know, that that big body vision now. It's just I don't know. I I've got a, I, I just I have a thought that he's going to have a really really special year. I've, um, you know, his he's catching the ball out of the backfield well. His protection's good in our passing game. He's got great leadership skills. Um, he's just set up for a nice year. Yeah. Uh- of course, Jody, uh, talking to you during the preseason and leading up to that first game, you've been having a quarterback battle. How is that shaping up right now? Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting you ask that. You know, with, with all quarterback battles, you know, you you hope somebody separates themselves. And uh, you know, and that to me, you know, right now, if I was if I was naming a, a starter, uh, Ben Panko would be our guy, but Andrew Edwards has stayed with him all summer long. It's The Shop on the Daily Shuffle. Call the show at 866-285-4005. Now back to The Shop with Chip Sousa. We are rocking and rolling here on a Thursday afternoon. Paul, I think I felt a little a, a cold front blow through. I think the temperature's gone from 91 to about 88. So yeah, maybe maybe two three degree drop. There. Maybe time to get those hoodies out and, and uh, get rolling for the fall. I know uh, I know the football players out there they uh, they greatly appreciate whatever kind of drop in that temperature they get. So we're going to switch over now. We're going to we we were just joined in the first segment by Jody Grant, the the football coach at Bentonville. They're gearing it up to get ready for their season opener. They'll be hosting Midwest City, Oklahoma, coming up on August the thirty first. That's on a Saturday at three o'clock at Tiger Stadium. But we're going to keep it up in Benton County. In fact, we're going to keep it at Bentonville High School. We are now joined by Michelle Smith, the absolutely fantastic volleyball coach at Bentonville High School. Coach, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Hey uh, Michelle, uh, Paul Boyd here. Hey, uh, hey Paul. you know, hey, thank you again. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'd like to visit with you a little bit. Uh, just kind of tell us how you feel like your team's progressing. Uh, you know, about a week from today, I guess you guys will have a a little benefit match and get going, right? Yeah, for sure. Actually, I'm working on student announcements right now, and I just realized I was like, "Golly, it's coming up quick. It's next Thursday." Um, so. We, we've been working all summer, like we talked about, and going to a camp, attending camps, having coaches come to us, um, you know, going on camping trips, floating trips, uh, doing all that bonding that we need to do, and the, the season's finally here. So we're schools in full session. Um, the, the real world has started, and summer break is over. Shoot, Coach, if I'd known you guys did float trips, I'd have played volleyball. Absolutely. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, we we definitely try to make it fun for these girls. You know, it's, it's even though you it feels like it's your life, we try to teach these girls that it's just a drop in the bucket, and the life skills and everything they'll learn outside of volleyball is really what matters the most. We are talking with Michelle Smith, the volleyball coach at Bentonville, who has won five state volleyball championships. Uh, so, coach, talk about how this is. You know, what's your fourteenth year, close to fifteen years in? Has the game changed? How, is, how has the game changed? Volleyball changed over that time. Uh, it, it just it goes back to just the athlete and how they're progressing and the skills and teaching things. Um, it seems like it just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. Um, so what I was doing seventeen years ago, you can't do today. Um, and then just with technology and going to different clinics and learning different things, you're sitting there as a coach going, "Wow, I wish I." You know, I wish we knew this when I was a player or, um, golly, that makes sense. And it, it's just kind of cool to see the game evolve and change and improve. 
um, with just the benefits of science, technology, and what they can bring to, to the court and your practice and your game. Coach, uh, do, do they, how much more do they touch the ball? I mean, that's one thing. I mean, it seems like they're playing a lot more than maybe it was 15 years ago with the clubs and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, you know, as far as during the game, the rally scoring touched that or, you know, fixed that a lot as far as speeding up the game. And then as far as the player, the athlete touching the ball, um, we still try to emphasize as much as possible multi-sport athletes because those are the ones that are getting recruited the most. Those are the ones that are the well-rounded, um, even have less injuries. Uh, so we, we definitely push for that, but you're seeing, um, you're seeing athletes go year round, which a lot of times more is not better. So trying to be careful with that as a coach and be careful with that as parents and go, okay, how much is too much? And making sure that they still love the game by the time they get to me at the high school level. Because when they're little, it's fun. It's easy. It's it's all about hair bows and cheers and, you know, what spandex you're going to wear. Um, and then by the time they get to the high school, you've got to make sure that they still love that sport and you're still giving them those mental breaks and those physical breaks so they can make it throughout the four years of high school and then hopefully on to college. Uh, Coach, I know you got a few kids uh, returning, uh, Savannah Riney in particular, Trinity Hamilton, some really talented kids. Uh, can you talk about that? You know, tell tell our listeners a little bit about some of those players. Yeah, for sure. Um, Savannah Riney is a senior. Uh, we we make jokes because I've had all three Rineys through the system starting in I think it was '08 or '09. So these parents, they're they're our grandparents. They uh, <laughs> they've been around the block a time or two they it seems like there's never been a year that they haven't been in the gym so after savannah graduates it's going to be there's going to be some tears uh because it's going to be really really hard to let that family go and not see them in the gym after all these years so very talented senior um on the outside trinity hamilton um she was a freshman last year put all the way around for us she's going to be a sophomore she's going to come out with some athleticism some speed some height um, some strength, and she's definitely going to be a player that um, will be respected across the net and on the court. Um, you know, we, we're returning a big bunch, uh, 10 seniors, uh, so it, it, it's kind of a nice problem to have as a coach. We're talking with Michelle Smith, the volleyball coach at Bentonville High School. Coach, we had a couple weeks ago Natalie Throneberry, the new volleyball coach at Fort Smith Southside. Last week we yeah. had Cassie Lloyd, the new coach at Harbor. These young guns coming in to you know into getting these head coaching jobs in the six A at six A level, um, it's kind of it's kind of seeing some new faces. But you know it wasn't very long ago that that was kind of unheard of that their first you know head coaching job would be at a seven A school. So how do you kind of see that landscape changing as far as the young coaches coming in? Um, you know these these young coaches. It's it's nice to have the new blood and the energy. Um, they've. They have put in their time, though. Natalie's been an assistant for Steve. Um, Cassie was an assistant for Shira. So it's not like they're kind of jumping in and being thrown to the wolves. So they've learned the system. They obviously can add their own, you know, their add touches, their their own little tweaks here and there to how they want to run their own program now. But they've definitely learned from some great coaches that have come before them. Um, I know Jess and I joke around now at uh, coaches' meetings. You know, we used to be the the young ones, and now it's exactly. like her and I are kind of the old ladies. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> exactly. We're not even that old, but like we're the ones that have been around the longest now, and we're having these meetings going. Do you remember when that was us? Yeah, I think we're the old ones now. So 
kind of funny. <laughs> hey, uh, Coach, I got to ask. I, I was thinking uh, this morning a little bit about you know the seasons and past seasons, and we've known each other for a while now. I remember covering one of your matches a few years back, uh, and uh, I remember sitting close to a huddle, and uh, your your club had missed several serves in a, in, a, in a set, and you called timeout, and I heard heard you tell them, you know, if we miss another serve we're going to be running at the track at 6 a.m. in the morning. And, yeah. and that, I'm sure you remember that. Uh, the, uh, do, you, do, do you still use that motivation? <laughs> um, you know, we choose our battles uh, wisely, but that, that motivation uh, is definitely in our code of conduct. And uh, for volleyball, and it says a 5 a.m. or a 6 a.m. can happen at any time uh, throughout the season. It's just part of being an athlete. And we only have to pull that card out when it's really necessary. And it's usually not after a good loss. Um, Mm -hmm. That will happen once in a blue moon, and it happens when they are not playing to their potential. Um, When they have a really bad loss against a team that they have no business losing to, or they just kind of go out there giving 50%, um, their character's not in check, they're not kind of doing what they need to be doing or what they have the potential to be doing. Um, And... That's where, as a coach, you know, you're giving them those warnings. You're letting them know, hey, we need to pick it up. And finally, it comes to a point where you're like, okay, you need a wake-up call big time because I don't think you really see what's unfolding before you. And this could be a conference championship or this could be a first seed to a second seed. And usually after that, you know, that 6 a.m., it wakes them up pretty quick. See, if that were me, Coach, I'd say, listen, one more server. We're going to show up and run about 930-ish, okay? So, uh, you know, (laughs) hey. That's After early time coffee, for me. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you've been listening to Michelle Smith, the volleyball coach at Bentonville. They are about to get their season underway, just like the football and golf and cross country and all that. So make sure to get out there to the gym and catch some of that. We're going to go pay a few bills right now. Coach, thanks for being on here with us today. No problem. And uh, good luck to you guys this season. And, uh, you know, go, go get it done. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day, guys. You're listening to The Shop, part of the Daily Shuffle. We'll be right back. Back to the shop with Chip Souza. I could probably actually sing this song because you don't have to, you know, be a good singer to, to, to make those words. So there you go. Please Tom, don't. Tommy used to work on the docks. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> All right. We are rolling along. We are through the first half of our show, The Shop. Thanks for being here. Again, we are sports writers for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Now be sure and put this on your radar. Um, on Thursday, that is next Thursday, the 22nd, uh, Prep Rally, our football magazine, will come out. And uh, we're excited about that and uh, got a lot of good information and stuff in it. Um, but there's a lot of other sports going on right now, Paul and Henry, and, and uh, football's not just it. we got golf, we got tennis, got cross-country going on, volleyball. Um, now, wrestling hasn't started yet, but there's a lot of conversation going on out there about wrestling right now, and we're now joined by Nika West, the wrestling coach at Harbor. Coach, thanks for being on with us today. You bet. You bet. Thanks for having me. Now, one thing, Coach, we're going to talk about today is is uh, the Arkansas Activity Association recently sanctioned girls wrestling. They will play for a state championship. I'm sorry, wrestle for a state championship. Uh, this coming winter. And uh, Nika, I know that you were probably instrumental in helping to get that going. So kind of talk about that and how, you know, kind of what your vision is uh, moving forward and now having girls having their own separate uh, division for wrestling. 
I, I think it's great for, for our women to, to have their own separate uh, division with wrestling. Uh, it equals the playing field out a little bit. Um, as uh, uh, I know, Paula Boyd and I, we, we visited quite a bit last year, and and, um, and we had our first, um, the state's first all-female wrestling team last year uh, down in Fayetteville. And right now I'm, I'm in the process of, of recruiting a lot of uh, females here at Harbor here within the Springdale School District um, to come out to uh, to experience this, uh, this, this great sport because re- female wrestling is the fastest-growing sport right now in the nation. Wow. Hey, uh, Nika, this is Paul. Uh, just, uh, you know, I, I sent you this. I, I think I sent you a text yesterday about Oklahoma. You know, they had uh, – they're, they're going to do it as an exhibition sport, but – uh, just talk about what you feel like yourself, and I know Doug McGuire, a couple of people who have been instrumental in, in getting Arkansas on the front end of this thing and, and uh, you know, getting more opportunity for, for, for these ladies. Yes, um, you know, I, I saw the article you sent, um, and, and that, you know, that was fantastic. I, I knew that they had, Broken Arrow had hired a um, female wrestling coach to, to help lead the charge. And, um, you know, me personally, I have two daughters, so, so they, uh, you know, neither one of them have taken up, taken up the sport of wrestling, but, uh, it's something that I'm still hoping that, that one, one of my two will, will take it up. Um, but Doug McGuire, um, was the front runner of, of trying to lead the girls wrestling. He started eight, 10 years ago, um, promoting girls wrestling, um, and he was, been our female um, state coach to, to travel to Fargo, North Dakota every summer um, with a group of girls. And, and our group of girls that we take to Fargo every summer has increased from one to, I think just last year we had, I want to say we had close to eight that went this past year. Fantastic. That is fantastic, Coach. We are talking with Nika West, the wrestling coach at Harbor. Um, Nika's won a couple of state championships while he was at Harbor. So, Nika, you said you were at recruit, you know, trying to recruit, you know, more females, you know, to get involved in wrestling. What are you What are you looking for? What 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 is it that you see in a young lady that that that, that lends you to believe that maybe she could be a good wrestler? What a soccer player, or is it is it in PE classes, or how, how do you, you know, how, kind of how do you base that judgment? Well, I'm I'm going around look looking at uh, looking at at build. Um, you know, you can look at a at a girl that that might be athletic, but they they're just trying to find their niche. They're trying gotcha. to find that where they where can they get plugged in. Um, and one of the things that that I'm really big on is, you know, it doesn't matter if you're going to be a manager for me or or even a wrestler for me. I just want to get a student plugged in um, to to something. Um, to where they can participate and sure, absolutely. a little bit more of the school atmosphere. Absolutely. I mean, the more involved they are, the better, but the better student they are. That I mean, that's just, you know, absolutely. it's a simple fact. Um, Ab- absolutely. Um, you know, and, and let, let me, let me add this as far as my, my desire for, uh, for women's wrestling. And I really got a, a take on this when I went to the Olympic training center and Terry Steiner, our, our, our um, Olympic uh, girls uh, wrestling coach for the national level. He, he told me the story that he turned down the Olympic job to lead the girls three or four times. And finally he got a phone call again, his wife. Um, he, he told me that he'd think about it, hung up the phone, his daughter sitting in the back seat, maybe three years old. 
And his wife looked at him and says, Terry, if, if you don't take this job, you're cutting off her opportunity and pointed to his daughter in the back. That's, and that's how I look at this because I, I'm out here just trying to give these young ladies and, and, and even these guys that, that join my team an opportunity. Nika, uh, this is Paul again. Uh, I know you had, you know, female wrestlers who come out and wrestled guys, uh, uh-huh. you know, and, and I know there are issues there, you know, sometimes they get into it or they don't get into it because they'd have to wrestle guys. Do you feel like this is only going to, going to jump the participation level now that they won't have to wrestle guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, that, that was the biggest reason we could never get any girls out is because they knew that they had to wrestle guys. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it, it levels the playing field um, for, our, for our female athletes to be able to go out and be able to compete um, and be able to win some matches. Um, um, so, so absolutely, I, I, I see it as, as a win-win. Um, they're, they're divided now. They don't have to wrestle guys. They can go and win their own state championship come, come this February. Now, Coach, um, I know, you know, we're always, you know, the Democrat Gazette's always trying to give back, you know, to schools, and we're trying to help out any way that we can. Now, Rick Fires has agreed to let, you know, he, he'll come in and be an opponent for these girls, you know, if you need him to be. Uh, and I would, I would pay, I would pay money to see, you know, to see those girls throw him around that mat for about 30 minutes. Uh, that would be fantastic. Oh. Oh, absolutely! That'd be a great fundraiser for us. <laughs> hey, you, they would you line would, up. You would, you would line up, and you would pack that gym. There'd be no question about that. So we're volu- oh, absolutely. We're volunteering Rick for that because he's not here today. See, so anybody, anytime you're not here, you know that's those. That's what you get. You know, you get. You know, you get to assign those kind of things. So, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, we'll coach, I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I think anything that involves more students, that gets more students involved in activities, whether it be wrestling, especially female students, wrestling, mountain biking, things like that, that you know are not the norm. Um, it's it's just more opportunity to get kids out there and get them off the couch. Although now we have esports, which you know, you know that's a whole different that's a whole different show in itself but getting them active getting them busy getting them physically involved in things and uh um uh, you know I'm I I love that I'm I absolutely love that coach uh, I know I I got a chance to visit with one of your faithful wrestlers Maite I believe is uh-huh. did, I, did I say that correctly uh yes Maite Rodriguez yes and she said she told and, and she wrestles in the 152 category uh yes. and she said you know wrestling guys it's tough she said, you know, I, I didn't last very long. I never won a match against uh, a guy. So getting the opportunity to wrestle other other girls, I mean, obviously it's going to her, – her confidence is going to soar because she's going to be able to have some success, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, last year with those girls, we were able to travel into Missouri and wrestle in all-girl tournaments for them because uh, Missouri sanctioned – girls wrestling last year so there were some opportunities for us to to get them competition um and it, i think it was about four four tournaments that we we're able to get them in to compete uh and they were and i want to say they uh, Maite meddled in three of the four tournaments that's well that's but but she she also told me though that that the chance to wrestle guys 
made her better. I mean, she was the first to say that it that wrestling those stronger guys obviously made her better. So she she's wanting to get better, no question. Yes, uh, yes. She she's a she's a great student of the sport who who always came came to work every day, willing to learn. We've been talking with Anika West, the wrestling coach at Springdale Harbor, who's been very instrumental in getting girls wrestling sanctioned in this state. They will wrestle for state championships this coming winter for the first time in their own separate division. So, Nika, that is fantastic. We appreciate you being on with us today to talk about this. So, young ladies, if you're out there listening and you're looking for a sport to get involved in that you could get in from the ground floor, wrestling is it. Coach, thanks for being here with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're listening to The Shop for the Daily Shuffle. We're three quarters down. We're going to go pay some bills, and we'll be right back for the last quarter. Stay with us. Back to Chip Souza. From Brian Adams to Led Zeppelin, you cannot beat that on a Thursday afternoon. My producer in there is killing it today with that music and rolling us in and out. So that is fantastic. You are in the final segment of today's show, the final 15 minutes. Henry, you've been awful quiet over there. What, what's going on? You, 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 it, it, it always, I'm like my mama. When we were, t- when we were too quiet in the house, there had to be something going on. I'm just basically quiet right now. You, you know, growing up, um, my mom always seemed to know if I was really quiet, I was either sick as a dog or I was ticked off about something. And I'm neither one about the one of those today. But well, mine always thought I was up to something. And you that's, know what? She was right most of the time. I agree. With, I, I'm with you, Chip. That's what mine said. Mine was looking around and saying, where, where are you at? What are you doing? Because you're probably up to something. So, Paul, I saw her a while ago. And they were doing the lead-in on the uh, on the ESPN that they're having issues with stealing signs at the Little League World Series. Now, in the town I grew up with, Stealing signs in a baseball game was the least of the stealing you had to worry about. Well, you know, I, I understand that, that that happens places. But, hey, uh, again, what is it saying? If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard that's enough? That's right. In baseball, if you're not stealing signs, you're not doing something right because that's just been part of the game for, I don't know, about 150 years. You well, know, that, that's part if of somebody's stealing your signs, then do, do a better, better job. Do a better job, absolutely. Yeah. And but we had a rule when I coached that, uh, you know, if, if, there was a, if, if our opponent had a runner at second base – and, you know, he was looking in and trying to get the signs. If he was looking in and he's giving, touching the helmet once or twice or whatever, let me tell you, we're going to run the wheel move on the pitcher's mound. We're going to wheel around and throw it to the shortstop, and that shortstop's going to take your batting helmet right off your head. Absolutely. Plunk. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was, that was kind of a you want to steal signs, you know, there's going to be a little price to pay here. Well, too. but the other part of that is also if you're going to steal signs, don't be quite so obvious yeah. about it, okay? Be, be a little more casual. Baby. So you're saying yelling out curve, fastball? Yeah, it's probably not going to work. <laughs> probably get your might get your batter grilled. It could get it could get them buzzed. Absolutely, no question about that. So we're in the last segment of the shop, and we're uh, rolling along here. Now, one thing I was going to talk about, we're going to talk about a little bit of football. So Henry got some got some big scrimmages coming up next week. I know that these teams are tired of hitting each other. And, you know, got some scrimmages going on. Have you had a chance to get out and talk to any coaches or anything? Or, or kind of what's the pulse going into next week's scrimmages? None yet, but it's going to get to that point. I mean, you we've reached the point where they're tired of hitting they each are. other. They you are. Know, uh, you've got to find somebody new, some fresher meat, and these scrimmages will provide that. And we've got uh, several scrimmage games all over the area starting next week. Uh, you will not have to go far to go find one. So on Tuesday, um, Springdale's going to get, you know, take the little short drive over to uh, to Shiloh Christian. They're going to scrimmage Shiloh Christian on Tuesday. 
Um, and a lot of these, a lot of these schools that are going to go ahead and play on zero week, which uh, Springdale will and Shiloh is going to play down in Florida. They're going to be in Orlando, Florida for zero week. Um, they're going to go ahead and get their scrimmage. They're going to start their scrimmages next week. Then you have some they're going to wait until the following week because they'll have their uh, seasons going to start not in zero week but in week one. Um, Southside, Fort Smith Southside being one of those schools, and, and they're going to uh, scrimmage Alma the following week. And I had a chance to talk with Jeff Williams today um, over at Southside. I said, well, Coach, uh, how, you know, kind of give me, you know, what's the status of, you know, of, the, of the Mavericks down there? And he goes, the status is we're hot. <laughs> We all are these days. <laughs> now, what you guys just said ago, when I visited with uh, Rogers Heritage coach Steve Hookfin, you know, he was hired in, in the spring, been there about three months, and uh, and they didn't do any seven-on-seven. Seven. They didn't do anything, camps or anything. They were worried about, uh, you know, getting better, working, practice themselves. So they really are ready to see somebody else on the other sideline. I'm, sure, I'm sure that they are. Now, fellas, I'm going to throw this out there, a little bit of, little bit of a pop culture trivia today for you guys today is the 50th anniversary of what major event in this country you guys know what that is august the 15th 50th anniversary let's say we go back 50 years so that's 1969 1969 yes this is the 50th anniversary of the woodstock music festival Mm -hmm. in new york Mm -hmm. um so a lot of people think our landing on the moon was a you know maybe a bigger event than woodstock i don't i think woodstock was a much bigger i mean landing on the moon we'd already been leading up to that right we've been flying around the moon four or five times it was like a fly circling food we just hadn't landed on it yet so we finally landed on it 69 whoop-de-doo one giant step for whoever and whatever i mean woodstock was just thrown together in a couple of days, and 400,000 people showed up, and they were there for four days. I mean, you tell me what's the bigger event. I, I think it's Woodstock, but maybe I might be a little a little bit biased in that. That uh, sounds like there's a little bias there to me. <laughs> yeah, I knew that uh, Now, if you would have said Tuesday 40 years ago, I would have known what happened, which uh, Lou Brock got his 3,000th career base hit that night. Wow. And, and how do I celebrate it Tuesday? I'll go watch the – Cardinals and the Royals. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Now, something that we've been talking about a little bit, uh, we've been working on this, you know, we've mentioned this before, and we've talked about a couple times this book that we're working on. And the, uh, uh, you know, not being, I'm, I'm not a native of this state, so a lot of the state's, you know, football history, I only know since 2000 up to now, so 20 years of it, uh, but going back to the 60s and things. But um, I, I was, I, I'm just, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot of the history of this state and the great high school players that were here. And what I really learned, have learned a lot about is the pre-integration days and how there were so many great black athletes um, in the diff- different parts of the state. Um, Bobby Mitchell at Hot Springs and and uh, you know players like that that were just you know fantastic. You never you didn't know know them because they didn't play you know at, at the at the you know the white schools mm-hmm. and you know the, the all black schools didn't get a lot of coverage and very few records were kept. But um, just an amazing number of of really high level black athletes uh, back then that I've learned about doing this book and if nothing else, it's helped educate me. And, and, you know, people – and, I, I yes, and I am hawking the book because I think it's going to be a great book because you know, because it just is. And it, it's going to have a lot of stories in it that a lot of people haven't heard. But uh, I was going to say yesterday I was talking with Clay Henry, and Clay was a big part of, of writing this book. And he um, was talking with Steve Outlaw. Now, Steve Outlaw um, is the, was the brother of John Outlaw, the, you know, the legendary coach who grew up in Ozark, 
won state championship at Arkadelphia, and then went on to Texas and had you know great success at both Sherman, Texas, and in Lufkin, Texas. But anyway, he was he got a lot of really good stories from from John's brother. Um, and uh, if you've never seen this, and I, I don't know if you can catch it on Netflix or, or somewhere, but you could, I'm, I'm sure it's out there somewhere you could see it. There's a documentary that was done about John Outlaw, and um, you know, just kind of, I mean, if, if, if you if you could catch that documentary, it's fantastic. Um, I would have some tissue ready if I were you. If, if you don't know John Outlaw, he did pass away a few years ago, had a heart attack out jogging at 4:30 in the morning, had a heart attack. Um, but one of the things that stuck out to me. The most about this documentary, first of all, John Outlaw was a fantastic coach. I mean, that's just a given. He was also inducted into the Texas High School Coaches Hall of Fame, and and, and Clay had this his ring that John was given posthumously um, that Steve had for him. But anyway, one thing that really impressed me in this, in this documentary was that John Outlaw would get to school at Lufkin every morning at 6.30 or 7 o'clock and stand out in front of that school, and he would personally greet every student as they came into the school. Now, not just his football players, but every student, whether you even knew which end of a football to hold or whether you were Reggie McNeil, his star quarterback. You know, and he, he John Outlaw called, he didn't say these students or the students at Lufkin or these students at Sherman. Or these he, he said, these are my children. These mm-hmm. are all my children. And, you know, for, for a young person going to school every day to have that personal touch every day, for somebody to come up to you and pat you on the back and say, how's your, you know, I hope you have a great day or whatever, you know, that means so much to a kid, you know, and, and uh, not, you know, just any, means a lot to an adult. And you know, that kind of gives you a little bit of a, a little bit of insight into John Outlaw. John Outlaw will be a big part of this book. They're one of the chapters will be on the greatest coaches this state's produced. John Outlaw will be part of that uh, part of that chapter. And uh, so we think you know the book is great. Um, if you haven't ordered it, you can go in and order it. You can get it now. You can get it for twenty nine dollars now, pre ordered. If you wait, it's going to be a little higher. But uh, this book's probably going to be close to about 150, 160 pages. So uh, you can go online, nwadg.com, find out how to order that book, and it's going to be great. Yeah, like you you were getting the education. I was getting the refresher course, uh, reliving some of the coaches I dealt with, like Frank McClellan, uh, John Watson. Though. So it is going to be outstanding. It's going to be a great book. You will not want to miss this. Uh, so anyway, that is about it for this week's show. We want to make sure you join us next week, and we'll just get, get, continue to talk about high school football, high school sports going on. So thanks for being with us on the shop today. 